The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code ROSS only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented, of course, by DraftKings. And we're getting the wisdom today of one of my faves, Joel Corey, longtime agent, multiple sports. He is, in my opinion, the best salary cap guru out there. I've been having Joe on my shows and following him on Twitter seemingly forever. I think I only follow like 76 Twitter accounts, and Joel is one of them, which tells you how valuable I find his information. We'll get to Joel momentarily because there's a lot of contract stuff to talk about. And Aaron Rodgers made an interesting comment yesterday. So there's a lot to get to there. We're only two days away from the latest spread the word winner. Who wants the NFC Championship game sideline pass? Or any of the sideline passes? Bengals fans, Eagles fans from this past weekend. All you have to do is follow Ross Tucker Pod on Facebook, which is awesome. Because then you just get the the highlight clips of the show. Or Ross Tucker NFL on TikTok, which is awesome. Because then you just get the highlight clips of the shows, which I know you'll enjoy. Sponsor confirmation email winner could be Peloton. How about just westshorehome.com slash Ross and getting that free consultation on upgrading the bathroom that you know you need to. You know you've got that old fiberglass tub in there. Upgrade. Step it up in 2023. You only live once. Westshorehome.com slash Ross. YouTube shout out. You know I love doing these videos for you. All you have to do is hit the thumbs up at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And then reply to any of the videos and just say, Ross, I want a shout out video. I want a YouTube video. Bang. You get a great chance to win that. Speaking of shout outs, Rob Zagaro, Z-U-G-A-R-O, latest patron and member of patreon.com slash RT media. Welcome to the family, Rob. Love having you. Love having Joel Corey. It's big show time. The big show. All right, so I already talked about Joel, but what I would tell you is if you're not following him on social media, you're you're doing it wrong. At Corey Joel, a great follow. Love all of the information and nuggets that I get from Joel. 
gosh, so it feels like it's almost 10 years at this point that I've had you on my shows. I've been following you. He writes salary cap articles for CBS Sports. Um, obviously, does all kinds of NFL contract and salary cap stuff. Do you still have, and he's still got the podcast going, Joel, Inside the Cap? Yeah, but I just had an episode uh, post yesterday on Tom Brady and what his uh, career decision means for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they have a mess if uh, he decides to retire or plays elsewhere. <laughs> oh, really? Tell me about that. Yeah, well, once they signed Brady, they went all in in terms of how they uh, structured the cap. So they started kicking the can down the road because the future was now. So they added voiding dummy years to his contracts, and there are four voiding dummy years on the last restructure um, last offseason. So they're going to have 31.1, 31, 35.140 I should say, of dead money to contend with if uh, he retires. Now, if he decides to come back to Tampa, and it seems like he's probably going to play elsewhere, they'll still have that $35.104 million to deal with. So that would be the second biggest amount of dead money in NFL history for a single player. Wow. So basically, nobody expects him back in Tampa. Uh, so one way or the other, it feels like Tampa is kind of screwed for next year. Yeah, the bill is coming due from – this is a team that before Tom Brady, they wouldn't restructure a contract, didn't include voiding dummy years. And then to keep the band together, they started doing that with everybody. So they've got like four other players avoiding contracts. Their cap's a mess. So good luck, Tampa. Interesting. Um, all right. Let's talk about while we're on that subject of quarterbacks that might retire, might not. Um, I tweeted this this morning already, Joel, about Aaron Rodgers at Ross Tucker NFL. When a guy publicly is talking about shifting his contract or whatever, those guys don't usually retire. I mean, that would uh, that would surprise me. Um, but he did talk about, you know, maybe shifting his deal. What? Let's dive into Rodgers' contract what you expect, what it would mean for the Packers if he retired, what it would mean for the Packers if he's there, what it would mean for the Packers if they try to trade him. Well, I agree with you. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is retiring. I've never thought he was retiring, aside from how he's talking now, is most human beings, no matter how much money they've made, aren't going to walk away from almost 59 and a half uh, fully guaranteed, which he would forfeit if he retired. Now, I'm not really sure what he's talking about, how he's going to ship help the cap unless he's going to add avoiding dumb years so they can prorate um, his $58.3 million option bonus over an additional year. Because Aaron Rodgers has been all about money. This hasn't been a guy who's played to Tom Brady. I'm willing to take less for the team. I'll give you a financial break. This guy's contracts have made him the highest paid player the last three that he signed. So, it probably is just him trying to make it seem like he's not the greedy player, so to speak. And I think that's why his contract that he did sign has these two uh, artificially low uh, contract years for 2025 and 2026, 
were their salaries he'd never play for. So it wouldn't look like if he took the five-year average, that it's $50 million per year and it's under 40 this way. So I don't really see him. He's not giving any money back. I'd be shocked if Aaron Rodgers gave money back. That's just not – hasn't been his style. And to be clear, as an agent, you, that doesn't bother you at all. You're, you're, you're kind of with him on that, right? Um, yeah, but you got to remember at the same time that an agent's job is to execute the client's wishes because do you think Don Yee, Tom Brady's agent, when he was with the Patriots outside of the 2010 um, extension, wanted him to not maximize value, but you execute the client's wishes. And Aaron Rodgers has never been a guy to do that. He's had the Packers over a barrel ever since they decided to lop off a year to placate him in 2021 and made last year his contract year when people thought he may decide to go to Denver or wherever instead of staying there. But 2023 really should have been his contract year, but when they placated him a couple of years ago, they handed him the hammer, and Aaron Rodgers has never been afraid to use it. That is pretty clear. Um, I want to make sure I get to this. Joel, before I forget, playoff pay. Because I was noticing, um, you know, I, I'm I'm out of the loop in terms of how much these guys are getting each round. But I always forget that there are guys on other teams that are getting paid and, and rooting for these teams to win. Because what's the rule? If you're on a team for eight games or more in a season, you get all their playoff pay? I forget. It, first, you can't be on, can't sign up a team that's in the same conference. So you have to go to a team or be out of – if you're out of football, it doesn't matter. Um, but once you get to the conference championship and for the Super Bowl, the last two rounds, if you were there eight or more games, then you get the full amount that everybody else gets. The two guys in particular this applies to, um, and that is um, Blake Hance from the Jaguars and Jeff Wilson, the running back from the Dolphins. Wilson was traded at the trading deadline. Hans was a waiver claim. They were both there eight games. So they're going to get the same amount, 69000 for the conference championship. If the 49ers advance to the Super Bowl, they're short of 82000 as a losing at a minimum. If they lose 157000 um, if they win, they get the same amount as Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa. Now, there's an interesting quirk here that um, the Atlanta Falcons uh, made a trade for Richard Felton um, Fenton, I should say, at the trading deadline. He was there eight weeks in Kansas City, but only seven games. So three to seven games, you get a half share. So because of the way the schedule worked, and they had to buy um, early, that if Kansas City, he's getting a half share this week, that's 34-5 uh, for him as opposed to 69 the bye week had been later. So wait a minute, Joel. If you get cut or traded, to a team in the same conference, you get zero? Yeah, you're SOL. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's how it's that's always a been big difference. That is a big difference. My question is, um, now all these guys are still playing, but if any of them were out of the league, I guess I'm wondering, like, if they're out of the league and they're never going to play again, I guess I'm wondering, like, what would be the rule on them on uh, – on Hans or Jeff Wilson, you know, putting thirty five thousand down on the on the Eagles to hedge for, uh, for, the, for the game. I guess this if weekend. you're never going to play again, what could they do? I guess they could suspend you, but if you're not going to play, 
because you're still technically an active player and haven't retired or filed retirement players. If you're never going to play, it doesn't matter. So, Joel, I, I never told you this story. I don't know if I told the listeners, but 2007, I hurt my neck. I was on IR with the Redskins, and so I didn't go to any games. I knew I was retired. Week 17, they're playing the Cowboys. We've already clinched the number one seed. If Washington wins the game, they make the playoffs. If they lose, they don't. And I'm with all my buddies in Charleston, South Carolina, because it's New Year's Eve. You know, I'm on IR. I don't need to be there. And about 30 minutes before the game, I tell my buddies, I'm like, yeah, I, I if the if the Redskins win, I get $18,000. Because, you know, I'm on IR, so I get right. the money the next week. Two of my buddies, without any hesitation, pull out their phone and they call their bookie. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, they're like, you got to put nine on the Cowboys. You got to hedge right now. I'm, like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But just so you know how, where I'm from and how some of my buddies' brains work. Well, the good thing is, uh, had you done it, you weren't at a casino and didn't do like Josh Shod for the Cardinals did a couple years ago when he was hurt and decided to give him his player's card <laughs> at the window, which is a smoking gun. <laughs> I'm like, if uh, you're going to bet, don't give him an identification. They recognize he's an NFL player, and that's how he ended up getting suspended. Wow. Um, All right, let's get to um, Daniel Jones, okay? Give me the two tag options and the most likely long-term contract that you think maybe both sides would be open to. Now – if you'd asked me a month ago who would get tagged with the Giants, I would have said Saquon Barkley. They did have negotiations with Saquon in November, right around the bye, but they did not with Daniel Jones. But Daniel Jones has played well. You got to notwithstanding the Philadelphia loss, but that's a tremendous defensive line. Enough where I think it's shifted where he gets a, gets the tag. You can go transition tag, which is going to be about twenty nine million if the cap is um, two twenty five. Or you can go um, franchise tag, which will be about 32.5. You could go exclusive franchise tag, which most quarterbacks get, which will be about 45.2. But I don't think you have to put an exclusive franchise tag on Daniel Jones. You could go non-exclusive where he could shop himself and then the offer sheet is unmatched. The Giants will get two um, first-round picks. So I think he gets a franchise tag if they don't get a deal done sooner um, before the March 7th deadline. Um, somebody's getting tagged by the Giants. If Jones gets done early, then they'll tag Saquon Barkley. If not, then Jones gets the tag, and then well, they say they want Barkley back, but Joe Shane's comments seem like they're lukewarm and having him back. is like, yeah, we want him back, but we're only going to go so far. They supposedly offered him in the $12 million per year range when talks um, didn't reach an agreement, and – Reportedly, they weren't close. Yeah, I mean, suppose that he wants the sixteen million that McCaffrey got. Giants were offering twelve million. I don't think he's going to get the sixteen million from. No, well, he well he said after the game that he wasn't looking to reset the market. Then it came out he wants just under McCaffrey. Uh, that's too high. Maybe maybe Josh Jacobs can get in that territory. He led the league in rushing and also yards from scrimmage. And Josh Jacobs is unique from this standpoint there's not as much mileage on josh jacobs is 
In his three years at Alabama, he had 251 carries. Nobody who's a first-round pick running back comes into the league with 250 carries. Um, That's just astounding to me. So if the Giants, if the Giants transition tagged um, Daniel Jones, that just gives them the right to match, right? Yeah, the right to match. That could be a way for you to let the market decide, but um, someone could stick an offer sheet on him, which would wreak havoc with your cap. And typically, you're not going to stick a transition tag on a quarterback. It's seldom used anyway. You see it used maybe once every two, three, four years. So you're going to stick a franchise tag to make sure that um, he's going to be there. Now, I it totally made sense that they turned down the fifth-year option, which was just under 22-4, because I wouldn't have fully guaranteed a fifth-year option for Daniel Jones based on what he did before this year. Had the fifth-year options and how they worked remained the same as in the prior CBA, they would have done it because it would have been guaranteed for injury only. And then you could um, get out of it before the first day of the league year, because that's when it became fully guaranteed. Now you exercise a, a fifth year option. It's fully guaranteed as soon as you decide to pick it up. That's why they weren't going to take the risk on that. Joel, I don't understand why Derek Carr would accept the trade. You know, he's got the no trade clause. He's got the $40 million locked in, guaranteed, starting February 15th. The Raiders, if he just says, no, I'm not accepting any trade, they're not going to lock in that money. They're going to have to cut him February 14th, and then he's a free agent a month before everybody else gets to, you know, see other teams or whatever and, you know, have multiple suitors. Is there any logic or reason in your mind why Derek Carr should waive his no trade clause for the Raiders? Uh, I wouldn't, um, just for those precise reasons, because I, I take the month head start on free agency unless he knows from, because they don't have to work together for a trade. He knows that there are two teams that want him in a trade. He, he has control over because he can reject one versus the other. It's one he really wants to go, and he can leverage the interest from the other into an even better deal than what he has left on his contract. But I'd rather take my chances of free agency, and I'm not helping the Raiders out after him. If I'm him, I'm feeling they did me dirty. So I'm, you're not getting any draft picks for me. Guess what? <laughs> you're going to have to pick up the $29.25 um, in cap space, which would come either trade or release through a release. I wouldn't do them any favors. Um. I guess that could be one way they trade him is if, well, he still had would have to agree with that, but it'd be like yeah, he's got to agree to it. But they're gonna, he's, the gonna, he's gonna have permission to talk to other teams. That's the only way this gets get, this gets done. Interesting. Let's talk Lamar, Joel. Um, what do you think is going to happen this off season? What do you think? You know, pretend you're the Ravens. Pretend you're Lamar. Well, the good thing is the Ravens said all the right things in the press conference last week. It was a different tune from John Harbaugh than why they were still playing. Um, they're talking about he's going to have input in who the offensive coordinator is. Um, he is the offense. It's centered around him. Um, getting hurt this year doesn't help his cause for a fully guaranteed contract because Steve Bishotti already didn't want to give one, and now he's got more questions about durability 
that makes it less likely. So that means Lamar, unless he's going to give on a fully guaranteed contract, and I doubt that he will, then he's destined to play on a franchise tag. Then it becomes, do you go non-exclusive or exclusive? Now, you stick a non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, you're inviting an offer sheet because two first-round picks would be insufficient compensation. You've had non-quarterbacks who've been traded for more than two first-round picks, Laramie Tunsil, Jamal Adams of safety, and Jalen Ramsey. That some team might give him a fully guaranteed contract, then you got to match it, and you're where you didn't want to be. So I'd stick the exclusive on him for basically 45-2. He can't shop himself to anyone else. I've always thought that this was going to come down to 2024 is where the rubber meets the road because the second you can franchise a guy three times, the second franchise tag will be like 54, three. And then the third franchise tag in 2025 would be like 78 million. You would never do that. So he'd make a hundred million over two years. And if he played on two tags and then he'd be in uh, the Kirk Cousins situation where he could walk. So 2024 to me is the real year where you have to give him the fully guaranteed contract or trade him, at least to me. I could be wrong, but I think he's playing this year on a franchise tag because they're not going to – I don't think either side is going to change their stance on the fully guaranteed contract. So I've talked about this before. I want to get your thoughts on this. Supposedly they offered him $133 million fully guaranteed, right, on a five-year, $250 million deal. That's the, there's multiple reports out there. If he does it this way, Joel, he played this year on the fifth year option, plays next year on the franchise tag, maybe plays 2024 on the franchise tag. He's doing it one year at a time. Then he gets to free agency. The concern about the contract the Ravens offered him is that, well, after three years, he gets the $150 million, $133 million fully guaranteed, but then they could cut him. Isn't he in the exact same spot? Like, he wants to be a free agent. So what? why is he so concerned about a fully guaranteed deal if his concern is they could cut him and he wants to be – well, if they cut you, then you're a free agent, which is what you want in the first place. There's a key piece of missing information that $133 was fully guaranteed. I doubt that was the total guarantee. Now, um, I suspect there was a guarantee in uh, that was going to vest a year early. Uh, I saw a report from someone in NFL media that basically 67% of the contract or would be the overall guarantee, similar to Russell Wilson. That would make it at least 170 as the total guarantee. So he would be there for another year um, as well. Um, and then they, they'd get rid of him because the guarantee would vest early. And the way the Ravens would probably structure the contract and how they've done all their um, higher-paid guys on lengthy contracts is they have a signing bonus and then an option bonus. And an option bonus is prorated like signing bonus, and that would start in the year of exercise, which would be year two. So you would have multiple sets of proration, which would keep them from cutting him because then you would have so much dead money when he decided to walk away, that's they did Joe Flacco's contract in a real extreme. They did two option bonuses. That's how Russell Wilson's is structured. So you're not getting rid of him, at least for this year. And when you do, there's going to be considerable cap pain. Aaron Rodgers contract has two option bonuses. So 
it wouldn't be as easy as he would be able to leave after the third year. The guy is so good. Joel, I got to get you on more often, man. So good. I take notes for like the social media clips. Um, Jack, my producer is going to hate you. I have like five clips I want. So good. Follow him on social at Corey Joel, C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. Check out his awesome uh, Inside the Cap podcast. It is excellent. Uh, Joel, you're the man. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me, Ross. And thank you, Peloton, for helping my wife and me and everybody else get in the best shape of our lives in 2023. I know some of you do dry January. It's a new year, New Year's resolution. Huge fan of Peloton. Huge. The bikes are awesome. My brother-in-law, sister-in-law, they crush it on the bikes, which is great. My wife loves the treadmill. She prefers, she like, sometimes she'll watch shows like Netflix or something on her iPad while she's on the Peloton treadmill. Other times she'll take classes. She loves the fact that you can just do like a 10-minute power walk or a 30-minute whatever, whatever it is. They even have some where you can like have dumbbells while you're on it. It's awesome. Uh, The instructors are extremely motivating. The music, she rocks it out, man. Like I'll be in the other room watching something while at night while she's on the Peloton. She rocks it out. You don't have to be some like great athlete. They have all kinds of different levels of instructors and classes. It's awesome. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. It's for new members only, not available in remote locations. You can see the additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. That's onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Tuck Stakes. All right, Ross, we'll start with a reunion in New England where the Patriots hire Bill O'Brien back as their offense coordinator. This surprises exactly no one. It seemed like it was going to happen all year. I think that Belichick wanted Bill O'Brien last year, but he had been taking people from Saban. I think Belichick and Saban had a conversation. Saban said, I'm tired of having a new OC in here every year. I got Bryce Young back for another year. Let me keep O'Brien for one more year, please. Belichick agreed. I don't have any inside information. This is just my opinion. And so then there was almost an understanding that O'Brien was going to come back to the Patriots after this year if it didn't go well, which it didn't. He's back. He evidently knows Mac Jones. They've got a good relationship. Um, Although we'll see about that relationship because O'Brien's a fiery guy. I can see those guys like yelling at each other. Tuck Stakes. Niners defensive end Charles Omenehu was arrested on domestic violence charges. Don't know all the details. I guess I read that his his uh, someone identifying as his girlfriend said that he pushed her down to the ground. Um, I guess they, I read there weren't any signs of um, abuse. I just know this isn't good. You know, whether it affects Amenahu's availability for Sunday is one thing. But just, a you know, there's never a good time for this, obviously any type of domestic violence charge or arrest is horrifying, but boy, I can guarantee you the Niners especially don't like that. This is a topic of conversation this week where they're heading into the NFC championship game in Philadelphia. 
Tuck Stakes. The Bengals claim Chiefs defensive back slash special teamer Chris Lamons on the waiver wire. However, waivers don't take into effect anymore until after the season. You know, because otherwise, you know, they don't want the Bengals to be able to claim Lamons and then have him on the team this weekend in the AFC Championship game going against the Chiefs. Although I don't know what the rules are in terms of them pumping him for information. You know, I guess he's not really on the team till February 12th or something, but can they bring him in this week? Can they talk to him? He's their property now. They claimed him on waivers. I don't know how that works, but I don't know. At a minimum, if, if I'm the Bengals, I'm trying to talk to him to find out some of the checks on in the secondary in terms of coverage for the Chiefs. You'd think the Chiefs might have to change up all their audibles and checks on the back end coverage-wise because Lamons might tell the Bengals. Tuck Stakes. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers says he's willing to rework his contract if he continues to play. Let, I, I totally disagree with Andrew Brandt. I think Aaron Rodgers plays. I think he plays in Green Bay. I think that he enjoys the uncertainty. He enjoys the drama surrounding what he's going to do. He enjoys everybody wondering, oh, what's he going to do? I think he looks at it as leverage to try to get the Packers to do what he wants them to do, to try to help them win, which is fine. You have leverage in life, use it. I guess the question now is, does he still have that much leverage after they didn't have as good of a season? He didn't play as well. After back-to-back MVP seasons, he had all kinds of leverage. Now I'm not quite so sure that's the case. I wonder if the Packers are kind of ready and willing and able to move on from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. That's the part of it that's interesting. If they balk at some of the stuff Rodgers wants to do, then maybe he does get traded, but he's not giving up $60 million fully guaranteed. I mean, this is America, bro. Shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, BackOfficeScheduler.com. And I'm telling you, what are we, like exactly three weeks away from the love holiday? MyFrontPageStory.com. Get her the gift now, or him, I don't care. Get them the story. It's a great gift for like dads, for sure. But right now we're talking Valentine's Day. So get it for your significant other. MyFrontPageStory.com. Best Valentine's Day gift ever. Gift that keeps on giving. Fantasy Feast will be posted today. College draft, even money already up. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.